2: what's up welcome to kind of funny games daily for wednesday march 29th 2023 i'm one of your hosts blessing addio a junior joining me is the wwe superstar aka host of wwe's this is awesome aka greg miller hello blessing hello greg how's it going it's great how are you i'm doing pretty good i want to hear your review of the chance the rapper playlist that i made i put it up last night i responded I already, I'm not going to be able to remember the names. I liked it.
3: The long story oh, short yeah. is I enjoyed myself last night with the chance of the rapper playlist you made. I encourage you and Roger to make more playlists for me. Well, that's because that I was... would love to get into the car and just have it decide. I get in there on a hem and haw and then I just end up on hot country. You know what I mean? Mm. So it's like I'm down for new things. I'm down to expand my horizons. But hold on, hold on. Let me. Well, scroll that's back. my
2: mission now. I do want. I do want to expand the Greg Miller horizons because I did see the review. I did see that. Yeah, you liked it. You... Workout and Same Drugs were my favorites. I said. See, those wouldn't have been my guesses. Yeah. Same Drugs, I would have guessed actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Workout wasn't going to be a guess of mine. That I, I, I thought you would have taken to um sunday candy more i did like that it yeah. was
3: yeah, yeah i did like sunday candy yeah yeah
2: yeah because yeah, yeah. for me I, I think that might be a fan favorite i remember okay. listening to that and being like oh this is like this see i really appreciate here. that about you turning me on to some
3: and obviously i've heard the name chance the rapper but i could not pick any of his songs out of the thing turning me on to a new artist is that i have no i have like there's no true north i don't know what you know this was a single or this was his biggest hit, or anything. yeah i have no idea what i'm listening to so i just come in blind
2: yeah no i i love i love i love making playlists because it's very much all right, what do I think Greg Miller would be into out of the bunch? Right, yeah. so I was going for a lot of more like melodic stuff. I was going for more stuff that I felt like had the like a lot of choir sounds, a lot of stuff that I feel like is is wide ranging. Yeah, I was, yeah, try, yeah. I was trying to grab for you. I like. That. And so my question for the chat is, who should I do next? <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> who's, who's the next playlist that I Let make for know, Greg chat, Miller? Let him know, but keep in
3: mind, do I make and the Tyler the Creator playlist? Probably, since I also don't know any. I only know Tyler the Creator from the GIF. Mm. you know what I mean so there's that Tyler
2: the Creator I have a feeling might not be as up your alley
3: understandable very aggressive rapper
2: but he also has some very nice songs Okay. that I might be able to find for you he's, he, he's also one with like a lot of wide range but a lot of that range involves just a lot of aggression and like <laughs> like a very like um uh, like gravelly deep voice that like that was well, something was I
3: didn't up. expect uh, again I have no idea anything about uh, Chance the
2: Rapper right so when I started I was like oh this man has a very unique voice yeah you know what I mean? You would th- I mean, it's a wonder why he's called Chance the Rapper. You would think that maybe he should be called Chance the Rapper and Singer and Songwriter <laughs> and Spoken Word Poet. Sure, sure, sure. He does sure. a lot of, a lot and of singing in the that's a great question songs. I
3: have for you right now. I was mm-hmm. thinking about this. Uh, as you, or I just tweeted, but you f- Slack today. Mega Ran, of course, friend of the show. Longtime friend of Kind of Funny. Longtime friend of Greg Miller. He came in Podcast Beyond back in the day. He's put out a new album, right? Wrestling is Real, People are Fake. Mm-hmm. On the, there's, there's the Wrestling is Real track. And then there's the People is Fake track which reference is kind of funny in a good way and, and names you know uh you me uh nick and tim right yeah this has nothing this has to do with that track but not anything about the reference thank you mega ran everybody go listen to it, everybody go download it at the end of the song or the the rap right mm-hmm. there's a spoke. there's like an interview part where he's just talking about what he loves about wrestling and da da da, da, da or somebody is i think it's mega my question for you is who started doing that Because like MERS has it on a bunch of his stuff. Tech Nine, I know, doesn't, but that's, I'm a strange music guy. So I've heard Mm -hmm. them do it. And this is years ago, right? That I heard them doing it. But then Mega does it. And I'm like, it's interesting because I associate this with, this is, you know, you know that I'm, Saying this with no for my version of modern rap that mm-hmm. you know that it'll end and then there's like this like interview portion that's in the song while the beat's going while they're talking or whatever.
2: That's a really good question. I yeah. don't know who would have done that. for You you've heard it other places. though, I've right? heard yeah, other okay. places. I actually didn't get to the end of the Mega Rand song because okay. I I listened to that part and I just kept rewinding that part. It might have been again. in the Wrestling
3: Is Real song. Again, I listened yeah, to the whole yeah. album today, so now it's all like.
2: But I know like one of the bigger um, instances Dale of Soul it. Soul made it popular. Says DJ. Oh, Daya Soul. Okay,
3: yeah. DJ can't I'll tell you right now. This and I, I'm sorry, Raj. Can I get the one? Is that possible? Hey, DJ Kento, it's me, Greg Miller, your friend. Obviously, DJ Kento, you've supported us for years. You've been around a long time. We can't thank you enough for that. You often put everything in caps in chat, and it makes us less likely to believe you because that is like you know <laughs> when you're walking down the street, and you're having a conversation, brother. Like, like okay, you fucking <laughs> goddamn it, out over there. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's you know just. Like just, just say it You know Say it Don't bring it Let's bring it down oh, My hair was all fucked up yeah, I got rain down appropriate on it volume. Left my jacket, My raincoat here Oh no and I was leaving the house And it's pouring rain And I looked mm. out, I'm like Did I, leave? I, was, I went to all the places In the house it should be And it wasn't there I'm like It's either in the car or I left it all the way At work yesterday mm. And it wasn't there you have an
2: umbrella That
3: you're on? I don't care that much No I mean, look. I, I, didn't even, I, the I didn't even look at myself till I got on camera. So it's like, is that no one cares? But, the, but then, like. you, I mean, but then you just fix. Well, your then hair I just. Well, I mean, the wide shot looks but then the front one, on, I did a little rotation. That's when you're like, ooh, that doesn't
2: look good. See, uh, I guess Stainless Soul is one of the is probably the the early one to do it. What I was going to shout out that I know wasn't the first one, but one of the more prominent sure. examples. Kendrick Lamar in his album "To Pimp a Butterfly," his That's last a great song. Uh, it's a great, great title. Great <laughs> title. So, fun fact about that one that album was supposed to be called originally to pimp, a, to pimp a caterpillar because in the very last song he goes on this long interview with tupac where he's like using spiced up tupac interviews oh, okay, from okay. back in the day but now it's him asking questions to tupac right because like the, his a lot of his style and a lot of that album is inspired by tupac but to pimp a, to pimp a uh, caterpillar in like abbreviated to uh, tupac is essentially the idea right gotcha yeah, yeah yeah but then he was like you know there's a he, he liked the like the um the image of like the butterfly like the beauty of a butterfly versus like the aggression of like to pimp a butterfly right so that's why he changed it but um his last track on that album called mortal man was the one that i was going to bring up of oh yeah this was like a big example of that but yeah a lot of rappers have been doing like a lot of rappers have been doing had been doing skits but yeah to the interview thing that's something that i've seen pop up quite a bit like that is very much a a rap staple right there okay You want the Kind of Funny Games Daily staple. Video game news. So let's talk about today's stories, which include Is E3 officially dead? Last of Us on PC is a mess, and more because (laughs) this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each new weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. We run you through the nerdy news needs to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash games, Or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kinda Funny Games daily. Remember, you can use Epic Creator Code Kind of Funny on all Epic Store and Epic in-game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite to help support the channel. To be a part of the show, at to KindOfFunny.com slash KFGD to write in with your questions, squad ups, and more. And remember, Patreon.com slash KindOfFunny will get you the show ad-free, plus a bevy of bonus content. Housekeeping for you, a new Kind of Funny Gamescast is up right now, and it's our preview of Tekken hey michael hyam got to play a whole lot of that game he came back gave us all the goods just like he gave us the goods on final fantasy 16 uh it is a must watch especially for somebody looking forward to tekken again over on youtube.com slash kind of funny games but over on patreon a uh, new kind of feudy is up featuring the one and only simon Cardi from IGN. God, he joins that's exactly how he sounds like actually holy cow uh he joins us to see if greg can defend his title in the season season seven yeah season seven finale there's a new poll up go over to my twitter Pull out that pole if you want to I'm be the part most of that decorated kind of
3: feudy champion of all time. No one's ever been kind of funny ch- feudy champion and kind of funny champion all at once, and I was. I was that's true. Up with, uh, like, technically, that, that's double. true. Like, uh, that's you know, true. Most decorated champion. You should of have
2: all done time. the thing that um, a was it. Roman Reigns. that was like, I was flailing the, flailing the two belts at the same time. Yeah, he was on stage doing that thing, and he looked real swagged out. He looked really cool. Yeah, doing Yeah, he dropped him in front of Cody. Yeah, you should have right. done that. Yeah. Just yeah. Drop, yeah. dropped your belt and the kind of feud trophy in front of Simon. Yeah, you said about it.
3: Well, I just hate that he shows up here and acts like he owns the place because the whole thing starts from you ripping off his idea from the other podcast that he's on.
2: Listen, I asked permission. <laughs> I asked. I asked. Hey, can I can I use this idea? Four minutes of my own, and then I changed nothing about it and just did it. Just changed you know, the name. Fucking crazy nice mashup. It. Shout out. Uh, we also got Gregway happening. What's happening That's with right. Uh,
3: Thursday, ladies and gentlemen, that's tomorrow. I'm doing a live Gregway for an hour. That's a live private Q&A, patreon.com slash kindoffunny. If you say, what's the fuck's a Gregway? Uh, if you didn't know, each and every day I put up a little vlog, a little Q&A, a little thought, whatever I'm going on in my head on patreon.com. Everyday content from me that's exclusive to patreon.com slash kindoffunny. But tomorrow will be an hour long ride of your life so come be what? live <laughs> 1 p.m pacific time <laughs> patreon.com slash kind of funny obviously up later as a video as soon as it's over and an mp3 as soon as cool Greg can make it
2: Heck yeah are you gonna announce something that feels like you're you're no. gearing up for like no an announcement.
3: No, no no cool yeah, it's, this is just a chill i mean i'll announce something about wrestlemania if you want oh like right now or during during Greg no, during gregway tomorrow yeah oh, i mean sure yeah okay do it. there i'll do that
2: all right cool look forward to that Thank you to our Patreon producers, Tripod Plus Plus and Delaney Twining. Today we're brought to you by Rocket Money and Shady Rays, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is, and forever will be, The Roper Report Report. It's time for some news. We have six stories today. A baker's dozen. Starting with our number one, that... Pretty much acts as multiple small stories that I'm combining into one larger story. That is kind of the story of the week. The uh, question of the year. The question of the year. The question of the decade, some might say. The E3 and Summer Game Fest plot thickens. Uh, we're going to start off with uh, how Summer Game Fest has seemingly swiped Ubisoft away from E3. Yoink! Um, as E3 2023 continues to collapse. I'm going to read a bit from Paul Tassie at Forbes microsoft sony and nintendo were already out of e3 2023 as the once pinnacle game showcase struggles to stay alive Now, one of the last major publishers still potentially attending, Ubisoft, has also announced that they're gone. And, of course, if you're thinking this is old news, that's because that part is old news. We talked about it a few few days ago. Uh, But then a day later, uh, Ubisoft revealed that their Ubisoft Forward Showcase would be a part of Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest instead. And that's the new nugget right there. Over on Twitter, uh, Summer Game Fest, at Summer Game Fest, quote tweeted, Ubisoft's save the date, where Ubisoft tweeted out, join us on June 12th at 10 a.m. Pacific time for hashtag Ubisoft forward live from los angeles for game updates and reveals and the summer game fest quote tweets it and says ubisoft forward will stream live on monday june 12th from los angeles as part of hashtag summer game fest. to continue on in paul tassie's article e3 2023 is actively self-destructing and it's not clear the show can exist at all this year despite the fact that it's supposed to go on just two months from now with most major studios publicly departing and the rest unclear about attending, it's hard to imagine the show, in this case, goes on. There's a little bit more to the story, but I want to pause there sure. and ask, what's your take on Summer Game Fest? Quote-tweeting this and saying that Ubisoft is part of Summer Game Fest. It is the usual, not annoyance at all, but
3: the idea back to, like, the... But what is Summer Game Fest, right? When Summer Game Fest did it the first time around, we were all like, alright, Geoff doing on an event, it's gonna be this thing, it's gonna be rad. And he did part of that, but then he also was like, we're also this hub page where you can come and, like, all the things are happening. And it's like, oh, okay, so you're just linking to other things. Great. So it's like, I think this would have been such a, oh, shit, if Ubisoft's tweet was, save the date, join us the Ubisoft Forward live from Los Angeles Games, reveals, exclamation part, hashtag Summer Game Fest. Yeah. The fact that Summer Game Fest quote tweets goes, Ubisoft will stream Monday, June, as part of hashtag Summer Game Fest. I'm like, but it's not your stream thing on thursday nor play days it's after all that so it's just is it just is a it calendar like, date is it like the xbox when they do their showcase and that's that's going to be part of summer game show in the same way like that's part of the kind of funny live reactions but we didn't steal it from you know it's like yeah. that kind of thing
2: and my question is does ubisoft know that they're part of summer game fest was there any I mean, we're all part of summer game fest i mean yeah. summer <laughs> game fest is just like the nug dome we never left it we're <laughs> in it it's happening all the time and god bless you jeff Keeley. Yeah, and that's the thing is when Ubisoft, what, about a month ago? A little bit, a little bit, a little bit, little bit ago, uh, earlier earlier this year, talked about how they're going to be part of E3 if E3 happens. Uh, the first question that me and Tim had was, what is their beef <laughs> with, with Jeff Keighley, right? Like, why aren't they a part of Summer Game Fest, like, officially? Uh, and them coming out and saying, hey, we're doing our own thing. We're not going to be part of E3. We're going to do the Ubisoft forward. And Summer Game Fest attaching themselves to it, for me, is not as strong of a statement. If they didn't have a conversation, right? If Jeff yeah. Keely is just, oh no, I'm just adding this to my calendar, right? This is me doing the Thanos, collecting the, the 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 stones thing, where I'm like, oh yeah, picked up Ubisoft because they're not saying that they're part of E3, cool. I feel safe enough to say that like, oh yeah, this is part of our calendar, the, but are they?
3: The thing about it, where I would go with it all, right, is that I truly admire and think Jeff Keeley is on another level in any terms you want to talk about for what he does, right? Mm-hmm. For Summer Game Fest to tweet this, a conversation happened with Ubisoft Mm -hmm. where it was like, Cool, you're like, You're not doing that, are you doing this? And then we're gonna do that, and we're gonna promote it as our okay, cool. Like I they wouldn't just come out and be like, part of Summer Game Fest, right? Because they Mm -hmm. don't promote everything, right? Like the smaller, and I'm gonna I'm speaking a bit out my ass, everybody stick with me, sorry. The smaller stuff like the Wholesome Directs and the Guerrilla Collective, and, yeah, like, that never got. Champions. I don't remember that. And I shouldn't say never, but I don't remember every one of the little showcases that happened being, no. uh, hey, hashtag this is Summer Game Fest. And you can come and it's going to be on the page and yada, yada, yada. Like, I think, again, for what they do with Summer Game Fest, it is its own streaming event, as we know, its own little conference on the 8th. Then it's going to be Play Days. Then it's going to be, uh you know, reacting or housing everything if it's and i'm taking last year's template and just applying it to this year yeah
2: so to continue on because there's a little bit more here for e3 right devolver is pulled out of the e3 parking lot Uh, (gasps) they tweeted this out yesterday but there's
3: going to be so much space
2: (laughs) at devolver digital on twitter no devolver e3 parking lot this year but we will have a fresh new devolver direct presentation during summer game fest should be good So Devolver's coming out, and actually they are connecting themselves to Summer Game Fest in this case. Um, And so now, right, to catch everybody up, as of yesterday, right, no Sega, no Tencent, no Ubisoft, no Devolver in your parking lot. (laughs) Devolver was never, like, a (laughs) part of E3, but they were part of the E3 parking lot. Uh, No PlayStation, no Xbox, no Nintendo. Which brings us to a question from a non 64 who writes in and says, Hey, Greg and Bless, is E3 officially dead? With Ubisoft and Tencent not showing up, along with PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo, is this the final nail in the coffin?
3: I have been around too many times of declaring E3 dead. And I don't even mean me. I just mean the industry in general. Tap dancing on the grave. Literally, my first E3 is when Gamecock held the funeral for E3 through the streets of Santa Monica. Like, I think you're at such an interesting inflection point. I... I there's the knee jerk. I'm a fan. We're looking at all the headlines. Who's going to be there. There's no way they can do this. Yada, yada, yada. But then there's the reality of, they must have a contract already with the LA convention center. Mm. What do your clauses look like on pulling out of that? how, uh, what are the profit losses of whatever who do they have committed right you have up next if you don't mind me uh stealing so a little bit of your thunder here you have a tweet from uh, josh over at limited run games right who says i'll go ahead and confirm that we have a booth at e3 maybe we're the only ones i'll continue to support e3 though e3 has always been an extremely important business networking event for us summer game fest and other digital events do not fill the same void which is arguable because yeah. summer game fest does have play days which does have developers around and, and journalists there but it's not as big as E3, it's not as long as E3, sure. So, they have people who have bought booths for E3. So, now not only is there the contract with the LA Convention Center that I have to imagine you're in for a penny and for a pound. I don't know what the canceliz- cancel is. I always say cancelization. cancelization. Believe or, I don't know what the cancellation policy is on it, but I assume the closer you get, the more money you don't get back, if any, if mm-hmm. it's even refundable, right? So, at some point, there has to be an idea of, listen, Yep, It's going to suck. It's going to be small. It's going to be sm- this. It's going to be more of a PAX show floor of booths and businesses. And I'm not saying limited run sucks. I just mean that there's not a big ticket Nintendo, a big ticket PlayStation. Yeah. We're going to power through this. We're going to sell whatever tickets we can. And yeah, we're going to take a bath on it because the bath we would take doing that will be less money than if we just lost uh, all the money and rights and figure just start dominoing it out of, Sure, the contract with the LA Convention Center, then the uh, contracts, and I'm gonna get real. I'm um, again, I don't know, but catering, the union workers who set up the booths, X, Y, Z. Like, there's so many real-world, stupid business, bullshit, adult things that are tied up in this that I can't even stop to think about. That like, there has to be a point of no return, and it's what we talk about all the time with some of these games, right? Where it's like, wow, they're just gonna cancel this game, and it's like, no, they've come too far. They're gonna publish this game. It's gonna get beat to shit by reviewers, and it's a sunk cost. What do you do with it? I think. If I had to predict, I don't see there being an E3 2024. Mm. That's that. That I think is fair enough to say where I think the general negativity surrounding this one already, the general vibe of it's already dead. The general vibe of, do we even need this? The, I think, deserved vibe of Jeff Keighley has risen (laughs) and made Summer Game Fest this not only premiere hey everybody's gonna watch the stream and it's gonna be huge and they're gonna deliver hopefully on that to kick off a week of streams that you can also then call summer game fest because you're just calling it summer game fest like grub calls it summer game mess like that's gonna happen and i think it's just gonna keep lapping e3 to the point that then look at it for next year Mm -hmm. look at it for next year on top uh, with the idea of everybody important and i don't mean this to insult anybody but the big names dropped out right and people who did go there were like yo this sucks this is you know what I mean like I think at this point the people you were talking about it yesterday right of like you want to go to E3 and just have a camera <laughs> you're yeah. like what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> like well, what is this show anymore what? and I think I think there'd be a I think there's going to be a lot of that I think there'll be you know we are a, a, an industry especially our side of it known for its snark mm-hmm. and I think that man everybody it, people are going to pull up to E3 if it actually happens with the fucking bit, you know, the napkin tucked in, their fork and their knife. And they're going to be ready to feast on, look, look at, oh, there's, oh, there's empty space over here. and You can see the wall. Oh, my God. And it's this little thing. And it's going to be insulting that the companies actually did come. It's going to be damaging to the brand and everything else. Like, the whole thing is a clusterfuck right now. And the fact that E3 is still silent about it. Right? The fact yeah. that, like... We're two months away. Exactly. And, like, you know, yesterday on the show, we I went to their website. They're selling tickets, right? And it's like they have the countdown clock. They're not selling tickets yet, but there's the countdown clock of, like, it all happens, blah, blah, And, like, I, during the show, actively refresh every time. Uh, the E3 page, I actually, full disclosure, texted Rebecca Valentine from IGN right before this, and I said, if they ever cancel E3 between 10 a.m. and 11 a.m. Pacific on a weekday, you call me to be live on the show. Because <laughs> I figure she'll be one of the first people to know, right? But you go here, and it's like... A September twenty sixth, two thousand twenty two pinned tweet on E3, and then a March fourteenth pinned tweet about the future. You know, it's like, what is going on? Like, you know, and it's not that this is a new conversation by any stretch of the imagination. It's just a very loud conversation right now. Yeah. And what I find disheartening about the whole thing, although I understand shifting schedules, strategies, what is going on? This person's bailing, that thing. What do we like? I know how much is going on there. And I and I mean I don't, but I, I can imagine, right? For the little things we plan and do, where it's like a showcase, how much things change on that, blah, blah. You don't want to be tied down. We're saying something. When E3 partnered with Pop right? At that announcement, GamesIndustry.biz, who's a ReadPop organization, right? Had that whole uh, uh, opinion piece up from, and I forget the person's name, I apologize, but who was like overseeing what they were doing here. And it was a giant letter that's like, look, E3, has been fucked before, and we're coming in to fix it. And, and it was a very much—I'm I, I, totally paraphrasing the entire thing, but you know there was this statement at the end that was basically like, you know, can we save E3? Is it going to be a thing? I don't know, but I'm going to try because this is E3. And it's like I remember reading, i and be like, "Yo, I'm in your corner. This is a great, a great take on what you're doing and why you're doing it. Where is that now?" Mm. And, and I, the only thing I can think, of course, is that, of course, that is—do you have the name of? Yeah, Christopher Drink. It was Christopher Drink. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, Christopher Dring obviously was able to say that because that was part of the vision of what they were there. And now with the ESA, I assume rattled and probably pissed off with read being Like, what the fuck are we actually doing? Cause now that we've tethered our name to you, we're looking like idiots, but we're waiting for you to make decisions. And that like, I imagine that's why Christopher Dring and Reed pop and E3 as a brand hands are tied and why they can't be like, yo, what's up. But if I was there, man, like mm-hmm. it would be like, all right, let's sound the clacks Let's get out there and be like, yo, we are, we have 90-some partners that are going to be there. And, yes, it's going to be a more intimate show, and we are very appreciative of all the support we've gotten from PlayStation, Ubisoft, Nintendo, X- Xbox. They're going to do their own things. That's going to be great. We're here to make E3 a premier event and like, just pivot a premier event for smaller publishers. E3 has always been on the backbone or has always been on the back and the shoulders of indies in double a things. And, and that's why Embracer groups coming and they're going to, sh- they're, they're promising dozens of games and that's why X, Y, and Z is coming limited runs going to be here. It's like, there is a way to spin this, but the longer you wait to, like, it's, you're constantly trying to dig yourself out of this grave that everybody mm. wants to put you in. Everybody wants to put E3 in. And I just find it hard to imagine that they're sitting there going like, Everything's going according to plan. Like, yeah. we're going to come out I think that's in June the thing and we're going to fucking wow. Can
2: they spin it in the way that makes it seem like E3 is what they want E3 to be? Because I think when you're when you're Reed Pop or when you're the like ESA planning on this comeback for E3, especially coming off of the pandemic where you've had canceled e3s you've had digital e3s right And you've had you, you had e3 not happen last year and it is all right great back. yeah i mean you had some great hills uh but are we're coming back in 2023 we're coming back full-fledged physical event all this stuff i think you're hoping to come back to the same people that were there before i think you're hoping to come back to you know ubisoft uh, uh um tencent i was gonna say embracer i think embracer we don't have confirmation on that yet but like you know playstation they gotta be there (laughs) like an xbox a nintendo right i think you're at least looking forward to those when you are the like the biggest player in the game right when you are the one that's historically known as oh this is where all the big companies this is where you can see where you will see ea this is where you will see konami do big presentations when you're coming back to seemingly none of that and you are left with the the smaller exhibitors and smaller companies i think it is a thing where it is Oh, can we even spin this? Like yeah, you can yeah. say, hey, limited runs going to be here. We're pairing back like this is what it's going to be, but I think it totally defeats the vision of what they want E3 to be, which is one of the bigger players in the block, right? I think the question for me of is E3 officially dead. And I know that there was somebody in chat earlier on that was like, you know, we we have this conversation every single year, right? And I I, I agree with that, right? I like, I feel like when I was, as I was putting together the show, I was like I'm pretty sure we've done this headline before, at least twice, and I'm sure I how can like, game look back. How many scoops
3: did me and Damon do about this? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like it's, that, the,
2: yeah. it's a it's a conversation that's been ongoing, and I bet you we're going to have an episode titled the same thing next year as well, um, but I think that just, it, it like, I, I think that illustrates how much of a step forward that we're getting toward the finality of, yeah, E3 is dead, that we're getting to, because it feels like a conversation that is worth having every single time, because it For is, sure. like... What is the purpose of E3?
3: What's great about it? Well, that's, yeah, that's a huge question that, again, yeah, the ESA needs to answer and, and Reed Pop needs to show us, right? Mm-hmm. But then it's a great thing of, like, when E3 most recently looked to be on its last legs and dazed and stuff, and it was, why doesn't Keeley take over? Why doesn't Jeff do this? I think so many people expected him to pivot to his own E3, right? And, sure, you can make the argument Summer Game Fest is, but it's not, right? Yeah. It is, Here's a dialed in. I think it was two hours, right? Last year, maybe an hour and a half showcase that he does, right? And then it was the PlayDays event for select media with select games and stuff. And then it was cool. There's other stuff happening, and we're we're happy to promote that and make it a you know part of our Twitter campaign or our .com or whatever and things like that. Like that is a I think smart way to do it in the modern era. Where it wasn't, he's like, you know what? I'm going to, instead of, you know, I'll get to, not the convention center, I'll do like the Anaheim, that's convention center too. I'm going to get a smaller convention center. I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to try to bring in, like, I'm not saying in a decade, Summer Game Fest isn't a four day long extravaganza with public tickets and yada, yada, yada. But like, for now, what it is, is it's an interesting scaled back E3 in a way that is focused. It's not even E3 really, right? It's Mm -hmm. more of a PSX. It's more of a, it's more of what you'd expect a publisher or yeah, a publisher or a platform holder to do of we're gonna do our showcase, we're gonna do two days with all of our games. Come hang out and see this stuff, right? Yeah. And Jeff's doing that with third party partners, which is so great because so many of those people during play days aren't somebody who could go and have their own thing. We, we you know, day of the devs does happen, but those small indies that are there, right, we wouldn't necessarily go to. I'm not a fighting game person, so I wouldn't have gone and seen Street Fighter, but I got to see it and see you guys play it and enjoy it yeah. or whatever. Same thing with the Sonic kind of thing, like He's doing a great job of making the sampler platter for smaller games that need that kind of juice. Whereas something that gets shown on SGF, like Callisto Protocol, like Last of Us Part 1, doesn't need a demo because people already sold. It. It's already off the races.
2: Yeah, I think he's making the – he has an event that is formatted, I think, better for where we're at with, yes, right now. With 100%. It. You know, E3 does feel like does feel more like a product of where the industry has been at like it was at a decade ago or two decades ago right and i know this conversation we continue to have but i think as we get further along in this conversation the more apparent it becomes and i keep going back to the question of what is the purpose that e3 serves right like when you um historically it has been a oh let's get fans hyped let's show off these games let's have all these presentations going on in the same week the industry has moved past that right like we're, there are still multiple presentations that happened during that period you know there is the rumored slash reported playstation state of player showcase that could happen around that time but there is going to be the microsoft thing there is going to be the ubisoft thing. and all of those will be part of summer
3: game fest yeah not in hey it's a branding hey it's a thing and this of course is what alienated publishers uh from e3 was the idea of like well to be part of e3 you need to spend x amount of money on a booth space here and you need to do this thing right and that was them being like well no we'll do it on our own we'll start and that's when it all got fucked up and microsoft's across the street and playstation's not there at all and like things start mm-hmm. to fall apart that way Whereas with Jeff Steele, again, the really smart branding of it is like Summer Game Fest is all summer long. And so anything he wants to put in there, I'm sure, again, with, hey, we're going to put, I'm sure there's some kind of like, we'd love to put you on the page if you can do X, Y, and Z, and it'll come with Twitter promotion and yada, yada, yada. There's some kind of deal, I'm sure, that happens there, again, so it isn't t- Ubisoft being like, the fuck we are part of Summer Game yeah. Fest, that's what we talking about. But it doesn't have to be like. Ubisoft Forward is not happening in Summer Game Fest showcase. It could be its own thing, but be a sister product and be we're all going to promote each other and the rising tide lifts all boats.
2: Exactly. And going back to Josh's tweet, right, Limited Run Josh, where he said that E3 has always been an extremely important business networking event uh, for us, right? Talking about how Summer Game Fest and other digital events do not fill that same void. I think that is like one of the remaining factors. I think even that factor is going away. I think that is something that Jeff Keighley probably has in, in mind to build out, right? And there's also other venues, right? There's Gamescom, there's other places that you can go to for that for that kind of thing. But yeah, I, for the way that it seems like Jeff Kelly thinks about Summer Game Fest, I wouldn't be surprised if he is like, all right, we got to expand year by year. Like not expand to the point where it is, where it becomes E3, because I think that is one of the problems of E3 is that it's just too big for what it wants to be. But expand in spark ways where it is, hey, let's have this be a come together place for in the industry where we can all hang out, meet each other, network, do deals, do all, all those things. I think that's what he would want summer game has to become in some, in some way in the coming years. And I think once he, once it becomes that again, what is the purpose of E3 anymore? And the thing about
3: it though, right? is like, yeah, well for sure. What's the purpose of E3 in that scenario? But I think he, mm-hmm. that E3 is already gone. Yeah. Right. I think it's already gone. And I think that for Jeff and what he's doing now, when you look around summer game fest, even when we were there last year, I'm not going to name names because I don't know what it was, but like, guess what? The people who weren't even there were there. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. you know, platform holders were there walking around looking at games. I did see, you know, conversations between third parties and stuff. And it wasn't necessarily the same business thing, but it was. Not to mention it is coming off of, you know, GDC always was such a nice lead into E3 where GDC was devs on the ground and showing their games to some people but mainly talking to each other to then go to E3 and have it be the bigger uh names or the big studios and big whatever. Like Jeff was up here for GDC. I'm sure having conversations with other partners he wanted to have on the shows, but those conversations were happening. Like GC this year was so business oriented. I heard about and saw so many pitches for games this year where I was like, Oh dope. This is fucking cool to see this filling that gap of what three yeah. used to be. Right. Let alone the fact that, you know, everybody zooms in discords. Now you can go around and do whatever. I oh, don't know. I was hoping maybe it was Rebecca Valentine. telling me e three is canceled. Just Jen talking to Lucy.
2: Oh, of course. Story number two. The last is part one. Is getting slammed on Steam over PC performance issues. This is Ryan Leston at IGN. The Last of Us Part 1 is finally available on PC, if you can get it to work. Steam reviews have slammed the PC version of the PlayStation Classic due to crippling performance issues and crashes. In fact, it currently has mostly negative reviews. Quote, crashes every 20 minutes, said, said one review. Quote, game is badly optimized. The game looks great. It just needs to be better optimized. End quote naughty Dog is currently investigating the issues, however, and has promised its team is working on re- on resolving them. Quote, the last is part one: PC players, We've heard your concerns, and our team is actively investigating multiple issues you've reported. We will continue to update you, but our team is prioritizing updates and will address issues in upcoming patches. end quote. At the moment, only thirty three percent of the last lessons, 6,015 user reviews have reported having a positive experience, leaving a staggering 67% underwhelmed. One of the main problems seems to be that shader compiling takes a long time, especially on PCs that only just meet the game's requirements. That said, users seem to be experiencing issues across the board and complain that the game simply hasn't been well-optimized. One user even reported a massive 14 crashes within 4.8 hours of playtime. Devastating, Greg.
3: Yeah, Raj, if I can get the uh, the one here. Give the one. Uh, PC players, on behalf of all PlayStation players, got you, you dumb bitch. <laughs> God damn. It. I told you how long ago, buy the console. You're like, now I want 100 million frames a second, blah, blah. Well, how about 14 crashes in 4.5 hours, you stupid idiot? You stupid fucking idiot. How stupid do you look right now, huh? When it crashes and your screen goes black and you see the reflection of your goblin self hunched over with your mouse and keyboard, do you go, oh, my God, I've wasted my life with my drivers. Oh, my 4080 can't run this game. Oh, no. What do I do? It's not too late. TurboTax, finish your taxes. Sell this fucking piece of trash. I don't care that it glows blue and it's got some coolant. And, oh, look, it runs an anime on my graphics card while it goes. You seen this kind of shit people are doing it to these things It runs an anime on my graphics card? I've seen screens on graphics, like, the inside. You know, you got the, it doesn't matter. Anyways, <laughs> you're all spending too much money on your fucking PCs that can't even run The Last of Us Part 1. I warned you. I begged you to support the Vita. You
2: didn't. This is what you get. You reap what you fucking sow, PC players. Uh, kind of funny.com slash slash you're wrong. Is this like the first time we've seen this happen with one of the PlayStation games coming to PC? Because this is, this is pretty wild. to me. There you go. Look at all these waifus.
3: You oh, know what I mean? Wow. You are not joking. Yeah. You literally meant, yeah, the anime is running on. Do I only really know cars. about this
2: because I saw a really cool Ghostbusters tower that had slimer <laughs> on it? <and laughs> of course. You know of what course. I mean? Like, it doesn't matter. Never would buy it. You know what I mean? God. DJ Brad Chill writes in com slash KFGD, just like you can, and says, what's up, fam? My question stems from a Grub Daddy poll I saw <laughs> earlier <laughs> i didn't know that's what they're calling him now grub daddy uh poll i saw earlier about whether or not last was factions will be coming day and date to ps5 and pc in my opinion hell no nah. uh do you think the negative steam reviews due to pc performance will affect the decision by playstation or is it irrelevant because it was never going to happen anyways i think it's irrelevant because i think the last was factions coming to pc and P- playstation 5 uh day and date is separate from The issues that you're probably seeing on Last of Us Part One on PC currently, right? Because like in theory, that would be developed in-house by Naughty Dog, a PC version of Last of Us factions. If they're doing it day and date, versus like this version, I think the Last of Us Part One is being developed has been developed by Iron Galaxy. I don't know what went wrong here, right? This seems like a Hey, maybe we should have delayed this. Maybe we sped this up because Last of Us TV show just happened, and we want to put out something for PC players yeah. that just saw the Last of Us TV show. Maybe this was a thing where it's like, hey, you should have kept this back. You should have optimized this more. Well, clearly you should have worked you should have. on this more. You know what I mean? Yeah, clearly
3: you should have. Which yeah, that's a bummer.
2: Yeah, which is a bummer. And I, it's it's wild to see from PlayStation because PlayStation is usually good at um at, at releasing games in an optimized state. Um, but yeah, like I I think that's separate. To your question though, like I would. I would hope you see factions on, on PS5 and PC um, at the same time. I think for that type of game, especially if you're going for something that you want to exist as a live game, as a, I don't want to say massively multiplayer, because that gives us a specific kind of thing, but as a game that you want to see a big player base for, I think doing multiple cons or multiple platforms makes sense for that. I think that's, like, that's one of the cases where PS5 and PC, day and date, uh, makes sense. But Greg, what about you?
3: Are we sure it's Iron Galaxy? I'm trying I to figure out who, who, chat, kind of funny.com slash wrong. Who, who did that? Who did the co development or whatever you want to call it, the porting? Who ported this? If you can, if you can boot it, whose <laughs> logo do you see before it goes? I don't, I'm, you keep looking around about it. I'll let like um, So, to the question here about factions and that, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I still feel that's such a, hopeful you hope right like hey we're launching all these live service games jim ryan talking mm-hmm. what's up i got cats hey jim and then he's <laughs> like hey cats. we got destiny we got bungie like they're gonna teach us and really help us hone our live stuff right i would you you would hope that it all launches at once and that it's day and day to bigger play, pool of players and yada yada. i could still see them not doing it though mm. and honestly i i feel like i'm pulled with last of us you'd want it all on playstation you want that juice right away you'd want people buying that playstation 5 so i don't think it's going to be day and date digital or day and date uh pc and uh, playstation 5 i think it'll be playstation 5 to start with for sure
2: the things i'm saying for um developer developer. people are iron galaxy is what i'm saying in articles yeah and uh here hi Hooge says uh here's
3: iron galaxy's logo on the pc requirements tweet there you go that's all you need to hear (laughs) you know know know. what i
2: mean if it's in a tweet from Naughty Dog, it's got to be true yeah what, what do you think went wrong here
3: I think everything you said, Mm -hmm. um, I think it was rushed. Uh, I think it was like, hey, let's ride this heat. Let's ride, you know, we're coming off of this thing. We're going to have this whole thing. You know, yeah, there it is. Thank you very much. Yep. Big thanks to our partners, Iron Galaxy and Team Naughty Dog in this release. Um, I think, yeah, it's, hey, let's go. Let's get this out. Let's ride the HBO wave. And it's probably, you know, what I've always heard about game breaking bugs, crashes, stuff like that, is that, you know, they exist you have to do it and oftentimes it's uh you don't know how bad it is you know what mm-hmm. i mean where it is that oh it only affects this amount of people and then also and i'm not even being the greg miller character i think there is so many variables with pc gaming or sure things start working together and then they work in an opposition together that no matter what you do with it what could have been something oh well you get this crash occasionally over on this configuration but how many people could have it then I think you get it out into the wild, yeah. it's a bigger deal. I mean, but again, I don't know. I'm talking completely out of math.
2: On the Gamescast that went up this morning, uh, and Andy talked about uh, the time he spent playing the game, right? And he only we we only got codes yesterday, which is a sign. Usually of, a sign that, hey, yeah, something's not right. like they 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 might know it's Not up.
3: always, but sometimes.
2: Of course. Um, but yeah, Andy mentioned that playing on his uh, RTX 4080, he has one of the high number ones. I he a he... 90. Is it a 90? Goddamn. Yeah, I believe so. I didn't know they, they went that high um but he was saying that like his performance is good right like he was saying the game looked gorgeous for him and it is the thing of developing for pc where there's so many different kinds of pc's out there it's like you can't optimize for them all but yeah yeah, in this scenario right like it seems like they're working on some but for the majority it's you are seeing at least some type of issues with either shading or um crashing or or, or, whatever it might be before you get in to our next news story, story number three. I want to tell you about our sponsors. Of course, you can go to kindofunny.com/ of slash, uh, no, you can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames to
1: get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. Shout out to Rocket Money for sponsoring this episode. Try it free for 30 days is enough time to try and completely forget about a subscription or service. Before you know it, you're paying for a subscription that you don't use every single month. With Rocket Money, you can change that with a few quick taps. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending, and it helps you lower your bills. Rocket Money makes canceling subscriptions as easy as a click of a button. Rocket Money helped me realize I had a few subscriptions that I just completely don't even need anymore, uh, and now I'm saving that cash money, baby. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash kinda funny. That's rocketmoney.com slash kinda funny. One more time, rocketmoney.com slash kinda funny. Shout out to Shady Rays for sponsoring this episode. Do you want to look as cool as I look? Yes, you do, and you can. You can take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium. Polarized shades at an unbeatable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that I've ever worn in my life. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Exclusively for you listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. You can go to ShadyRays.com and use the code KINDOFUNNY. You can get 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. You can try for yourself the shades that are rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Promo code KINDAFUNY at ShadyRays.com.
2: If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. Greg, what are your thoughts on Childish Gambino?
3: I, I mean, I know this is America, and yeah. then I, I only know Donald Glover. <laughs> yeah, I know him as an actor. I don't know how much That's he's a good. musician. If you want to send me a, a playlist to Childish Gambino, I'd be all about that too. I'll consider it.
2: He okay. doesn't make as many. He doesn't make as much music anymore. Yeah, um, and a, a lot of the music he makes, I like, he's gotten to in a, into an experimental realm recently. I don't know if I'm fucking with all the way, sure, sure, but but too liberal, the, <laughs> too, <laughs> exactly too woke for your taste. Exactly. I, I miss the old Donald Glover. <laughs> 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 um, Derek Comedy, Donald Glover. But no, like, I, there's some songs on there that I think you like. There's some Donald Glover or some okay. Childish Gambino songs I think okay. you like. So I, I might consider it. People in chat were saying Childish Gambino. Okay. So, fair enough. Somebody fair in enough. chat said the Carter 3. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll show Greg the Carter 3. <laughs> yeah, maybe that'll be. Maybe, see, what, a Millie? I, I can see Greg being into a Millie. It's Lil Wayne, Greg. Oh, okay. Lil okay. Wayne. The you Carter like three. Uh, Speaking of the number three, story number three Resident Evil 4 remake sells 3 million units in two days. This is Ryan Dinsdale at Woo! IGN. Capcom has revealed that Resident Evil 4 remake is off to a strong start after selling more than 3 million copies in its first two days on sale. This appears to give Resident Evil 4 the best launch of all the remake titles, as Resident Evil 2 had only shipped 3 million units in its first week, and Resident Evil 3 was only confirmed to hit 3.9 million sold after a year and a half on the market. The three that's not I don't know why that's funny to me because that's still a lot of that's units still a lot of just it's laughing just at it yeah. compared to Resident Evil 2 having 3 million in its first week. The three million number references worldwide sales across all consoles and PC. So congratulations, Resident Evil 4. They did it. Congratulations. They Resident did Evil it 4. again. Very excited for you. Are you gonna hop into Resident Evil 4?
3: I am. Um, I haven't been struck in the mood lately, though, and I don't want to force that one because I already, you know, I I'm not. It's not that I don't appreciate Resident Evil 4. I'm just not a fan of Resident Evil 4. Right? Like it was very hard playing Resident Evil 4 the first time around mm-hmm. launch. Me like I don't think this is that great or whatever. And then coming back for you know the other remake or whatever the remaster or whatever and being like okay yeah i rolled credits i i, I wasn't shooketh as you all were this is an amazing mod i have seen uh, from the one oh, the shit. only olive party uh, putting the kind of funny bomber jacket into the game that's uh, pretty amazing uh so it's like one of those things I've, i want to be i'm ready, when am i ready for that kind of spooky game that many you know jump into it and have the the run of it mm. and i haven't been struck there yet because you know there's just so much to do in my faction We got the lock over here. I got the lock pushing through his storyline. He's over in Great Britain right now trying to earn back his keep. Yeah. Whoa. How many Stone Colds do you have in my faction? Just that one. Just the one. That's the one thing. It's like they need to release more of the the lines of cards to get Mm -hmm. cooler cards. Because right now, I I just got a a beast lineup. I got Stone Cold. Yeah. I got uh, Batista. I got Roman Reigns. And then I got Drew McIntyre in there. Like, that's a squad right there, but I'm, I'm often just using Stone Cold or uh, Roman Reigns. What's the, what's the word with the action figure, John Cena? Is that, is that a thing you can get? <sighs> yes, but actually, you know what? Thanks. This may, I mm. keep meaning to tweet about this, then I get distracted. Give me the one again. This is a lot of ones. I'm sorry, Raj. You're doing a great job. Ladies and gentlemen, my name's Greg Miller, and I like WWE. You know that. I like WWE 2K23. You know that. Here's the little devil's agreement we need to come to with one of you. Don't everybody do this, or I'll go broke, and then Ben can't go to college. Somebody needs to hit me up and be like, yo, Greg. I'm going to Walmart today. And then, what you need to do, I'll respond on Twitter and be like, cool, buy me the John Cena figure, right? Then you buy the John Cena figure, you take a photo of your receipt, I think it is, you send that to me. I'll Venmo you the money, I'll pay for the figure, and then I get to go to the .com and, re- and to send your image in, and I get the John Cena action figure code.
2: Mm-hmm. That's the
3: thing. And I, that, yeah, That's what happens when you live in San Francisco. <laughs> There's no Walmarts here. It's true, we don't have no Walmarts here if I want to drive way out of it, you know what I mean? Like that. Now, see, Sphinx Jur says, preferably live close to SF. No, this is anywhere in the country. You get to keep the action figure. Do you have a kid who wants a free John Cena action figure? Bada bing, bada boom. We're in business, everybody. You know what I mean? This I just so want cool. this. I
2: just want this in my game. For I'm, audio listeners, right right now, Roger has pulled up the, uh, the, the footage of John Cena, the action figure skin in WWE 2K. And I want them to do this for every wrestler. <laughs> like, this is really amazing. cool. Like, I so would cool. buy action figures for this. Just to, just to play with them in the game.
3: That's a um, really good idea. Over in the live chat, we have what I call the wet blanket. And I thought it was Nate Fader. Maybe it went really fast. It goes, Just order on the online store. Or I have a fun memory with you, one of the kind of funny best friends. Isn't that what this he is all wants, about? He wants to make and a one of them gets a free action figure. Because if I do it, I'm going to do it and then just throw it out. We don't believe in John Cena in this house, all right? Well, wait, really? No. Really? Well, I wouldn't use the action figure. You know what I mean? So let me get, make sure. You I don't believe in John Cena? Find and purchase a qualifying WWE action figure from Mattel. The full list is here. So I'm opening the list now. Oh, okay. It looks like everything from Ru- Ruthless Aggression Elite Ultimates, Ru- Ruth- Ruthless Aggression. the Elite Collection. There's a lot of figures here, mm-hmm. but we need to. We'll have to work this together when you tweet me. Take a picture of the receipt from Walmart. Go to ruthlessredemption.com. Submit your photo there. Once the photo is uploaded, you'll get a confirmation and registration form to fill in. After it's, that, this, so yeah, I just need the photo of the receipt when you buy the figure. Then I I pay you for the thing. and Then you go that way. Through September sixteenth, I can't believe you're anti-cena. now again. Do not just tweet me, Yo, Greg. I bought the action. I am not agreeing to those terms. I'm not agreeing. Let to him those know terms. first. Let him
2: know first. And
3: am I anti Cena? No, it was mainly a joke. I of course love him on Peace uh, Peacemaker. I'm interested to see him in Austin. Theory go at it at Mania this
2: weekend. Good. Good, had me scared. Story number four for Spoken's getting a new expansion in May. This is George Yang at IGN. Square Enix and Luminous Productions have revealed a story expansion. In Tanta, we trust, will be released for Forspoken on May 26th. The DLC expansion takes place 25 years before the events of Forspoken, with Frey continuing on her quest to eradicate the the break from Affia permanently. I'm about to break! I'm about to break. Uh she follows a mysterious voice and ends up being transported into the past during the purge of the Redig. Did I get that right? The purge of the Redig? Yeah, you know. you know. what the Redig sure. is? Yeah, I remember. It. I remember. It. The battle that destroyed Affia and led it to its current state in the present. Frey will team up with Tanta Sinta, uh, as well as unlock brand new magical abilities to fight off the invading Reddick forces. It's so funny that I get to laugh. Sinta. Tanta Sinta. Tanta Sinta. Taunta Sinta. Uh, fight off the invading Reddick forces and save Athia again. Huh. Greg, uh, Greg, you're a big Forspoken fan. Are Legitimately,
3: last night I was playing WWE, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, maybe I should bust out the Elite controller and like put my reversals on the back paddle. Some, And I'm like, oh, yeah, hey, I remember Forspoken. Because that was one of the big tests I had for it. I was like, oh, that was a game that came out. That was a game that 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 I did not like. And everybody didn't. It was fun. We we never talked about it again. And now we're getting an expansion. And now there's an expansion for it. You know, good on them. They're making good on their promises. We talk about people flaking on their promises a lot in games. They're like, hey, we said we'd do it. We're still making it. Mm.
2: Still going to be there for you. I don't know if there's a crazier choice than forespoken really an expansion. Story number five, Saints Row just got a roadmap. This is Matt Wales, (laughs) a Eurogamer. No one forced their hand on this, (laughs) did they? Was there a promise already about this? Developer Volition has shared a new post-launch roadmap for its beleaguered Saints Row reboot, detailing some of the free and paid content coming coming before the end of August. Volition's newly released roadmap marks the first time the studio has discussed additional content for the the reboot since last October. Uh, Now, though, having released a number of significant patches to address Saints Row's most pressing issues in the months since it launched last August. Volition is ready to talk about new stuff, starting with a free Dead Island 2 cosmetics, cosmetics pack this April uh things get a little more
3: (laughs) they really want to call attention to the fact of like hey you didn't like this game and the previews are saying you're not gonna like that game guess what we're connected
2: (laughs) things got a little more interesting from uh things get a little more interesting from may however when saints row receives the first of two promised new map districts in the form of sunshine springs this will be free to play uh or this will be free to all players and arrives alongside a new photo mode a combat overhaul and other currently unspecified additions may also brings the heist and the hazardous the first of three content that's drops that's, that's a, a good name great name the first of three content drops for saints rose paid expansion pass uh, featuring uh, new story missions events cosmetics and more uh, there's a second expansion pass release introducing a new solo mode volition is calling doc ketchum's murder circus in july and that arrives alongside another free update bringing quote new features improvements and more Volition's current roadmap comes to a close in August with another currently unnamed expansion pass, release, and another free update, uh, with the latter promising a second new district, plus other new features and improvements, uh, which are set to be revealed closer to release. A roadmap, Greg. See, now the first
3: spoken one, they said ahead of time, you know, they try to get you invested in these games, these new IPs, we're doing it, this is happening, it was good on them for doing it. Saints Row being like, and yo, we're gonna make some stuff. Like, you, this is you, an unforced error. You saw how this game <laughs> sold. You saw how you hated it. Just don't make more. Just say you're done. Just do
2: it. Don't do it. I have so many questions, and all of them are basically why. Like, why is this happening? Why are you doing this? How long ago was this planned? Did you know you're gonna do a roadmap beforehand? Why didn't you <laughs> slash those plans after you saw how the game did? Are I the like the things about like redone combat and stuff has me intrigued because. That is one of my many issues with that game. If the game plays, but better, do you think
3: it's actually going to be like
2: no, yeah, okay. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to like <laughs> make that into a game where I get excited about playing.
0: Right, yeah. like yeah, there's yeah, yeah, yeah. a
2: lot of things in Saints Row where I I wish they could be better. Um, and for what I played to Saints Row, I have no desire to go back. Like even if they got that game to like a seven out of ten place, I'd still be like, no, nah, I'm good. You know, like I'm I don't need to play more content for the sake of more content. I don't I forget, need to play you, the Heist and the Furious. Did you beat Saints Row? Did You, no, sorry, I, I, you I r- stopped, right? I rage quit Saints yeah. Row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Legitimately, I got to a place where I was like, this is so badly designed that I just, I'm, I refuse to play the rest of this. Fair enough. Yeah, good um, yeah, I think we gave it a, I think all of us gave it like a two out of five on the kind of funny scale when we did the kind of funny review for it. Um, and it's also just a game that bummed me out because I was looking forward to it. Um, so yeah, a, for those who are looking forward to some more Saints Row content, you got a battle pass. Celebrate. Yeah. I'd love to see yeah what the what the numbers on that are gonna look like. Oh yeah. Uh, rounding out the Roper Report, story number six. Xbox announces some cool new colors for the Elite Series 2 controllers. This is Ryan Leston at IGN. The Xbox Elite Controller Series 2 just got a whole new look, with Microsoft announcing red and blue versions. Uh, pre orders for both the blue and red Elite Series 2 are live at Amazon for $139.99. As revealed on Xbox Wire, the core edition of Xbox's flagship Pro Controller has been recolored, allowing gamers to tool up with even more style. If they like red or blue, that is. (laughs) Quote, that's a big thing on Xbox, the red and blue. Halo, uh, Machinima. Quote, the new vibrant red and blue color schemes of the core version of Xbox Xbox Elite Series 2 are sure to make a statement amongst your friends while delivering key performance-focused benefits, reads the announcement. But to be clear, the new colors sport the same enhanced physical de- design as the original. These look hot. I like them. Very cool. Very nice. Yeah. Very, very cool. Very, very bright. nice, as far as what I
3: said. I don't know why I said it like that. Uh, Yeah, there needs to be more colors. Elite controller's dope, you know, and I know Mike wants to spend more and more money on them, so yeah. this is perfect.
2: You think he's going to spend the, well, these are $139.99 each. You
3: think he's going to spend? It's that upsetting thing where they are definitely going to send them to him and he will mm. still pre-order them and buy them. And then he'll break them. He He's had a lot of bad sh- luck with it, right? Where a lot of them have been broken or whatever.
2: It's because he has all that energy. He just t- he's holds onto the controller too tight, squeezes sure. the gears sure. out of him. While well, he's playing Age of Empires. Exactly. It's like, why, why do you need a pro controller for Age of Empires? You know, First of all, get a mouse and keyboard, you nerd. Know? Nah, well, don't do that. Don't do that. But, I mean, if you're playing Age of Empires, dark side you might as well. Might as well. Greg, yeah. I can't wait to see what new colors they announce for the Xbox Elite Series 2 controllers. But... Getting more colors that aren't just blue and red are so far away. If I want to know what's coming out to mom grab Shops today, where would I look? You'd go to the official list of upcoming software across each and
3: every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each. And every weekday.
2: Yeah. Out today, we got Gripper. Gripper. <laughs> Gripper for PC and Gripping Switch. Grip and rip it. We got Escape Room Bundle for Switch. That's the Escape Academy killer. Oh, he's oh, here. Oh, Mike, <laughs> Mike's he listening on the door. way. You buying these
0: controllers? You're going to throw away? All How do you feel mic? about these red and blue controllers, Mike? Eric D. Cooper, I saw you in chat. I'm not fucking up these controllers, <laughs> bless. Okay. These controllers are fucking up on me, Greg. I'm paying a gosh darn premium blessing for these xbox controllers and here's the deal they keep freaking breaking on me and it's not my fault because others have the same so you're blaming issue. xbox i'm blaming xbox and mm-hmm. who's ever creating these because there is clearly a design issue because the bumpers are breaking <laughs> the controllers are getting stick drift i'm paying a premium these things should be built with better quality and yes mm-hmm. maybe i'm a small outlier greg i'm putting in eight hours a day i'm putting in a work week on my xbox because i'm gaming and having fun but who among us gamers is not putting in that work on these controllers and all i ask xbox let's just reevaluate let's make sure we're putting out the best product possible Mm. and if i'm now on controller number five of my xbox elite controllers that's a problem now am i doing the warranty greg of course not i'm just swiping the card buying a new one okay because i'm not waiting two weeks for (laughs) them to send me a new one give it to me play with a regular controller for two weeks Blessing. Is that going to kill you? Blessing, I I know that over on the PlayStation side, your DualSense Edge hasn't done it for you, but once you no, go back No, I like my DualSense Edge. Tr- Man, once yeah, you go back to the lasted. Jabroni controller that is just a basic controller, oh, back paddles mm-hmm. are the future. Play with back paddles. Put the share button on the Xbox Elite controller. But yeah, I do like oh, the new colors. Share button. Yeah. They're all right. I, no, I see here's my issue Greg. Yeah. Is all the colors so far, they're fine. Like shout out to the team it's very cool and I'm very pleased that people get to do that but like I want more out of the design right now. It's just the basic block colors mm. and it's like you look over on the normal controllers we get the camo's in here, we get oh, yeah. the shadow, we get the fun different variants. It's like you look at the elite it's like let's have a little fun with it. You know like red and blue? <laughs> it's like, it's, it's a just so red. basic. Blatt. It's the bright blue. It's so Eric G it's clean. Cooper. I'm, I'm
2: it's clean. Uh, Mike, you gonna check out the Forza Horizon Five Rally Adventure? That's out today. If you're streaming that, I want I went in. Blessing, we're gonna talk about it on the XCast. I okay. about it. Oh hell yeah! All right. How disheveled he
3: was really made the entire ring. Oh, he yeah. hunched over, his hairs all off to the side. He <laughs> looked like he just time traveled.
2: Like he's he's back from the future. Coming for Eric D. Cooper. Pirates Outlaws is also out today for I'm Xbox five, One, Outlaws. PS4, and Switch. New dates for you. Atlas Fallen has been delayed to August 10th. That's one that got its release date like three weeks ago. And I was gonna say, to I remember the name. Thing. I don't remember what it is. But. It's like it's from the developers of The Surge, I believe. Kind of okay. putting it comp session or wrong, okay. but it looks it looks pretty cool. Um, previews came out for it recently. I thought previews were good, but I don't know. But I mean, it being delayed has me wondering if I got that right. Uh, and then deals of the day for you: PlayStation Plus monthly games for April have been announced. You're getting, of course, Meet Your Maker. That's already been announced. But then you're also getting Sackboy: A Big Adventure, a very good platformer. And you're also getting there. Tales you go, Shanna Garcia. <laughs> Hell yeah, Sackboy: Big Adventure now it's time for reader mill of course you can write into kind slash kfgd to get your questions read on the show just like klein from canada did klein <laughs> writes in and says chris pratt recently revealed the mario movie is going to include one post-credit scene so spoilers so i wanted to ask you fine folks what is going to happen in this post-credit scene a luigi's mansion tease bowser jr a smash brothers Infantation? Would you love to? Uh, would love to? He- would love to know your weirdest and wildest ideas. Happy Wednesday, folks. Klein from Canada. I thought about this talk, Greg. Yeah. Yeah. What do you got? I think there's my dream scenario, and I think the very re- realistic scenario. The very realistic scenario is that the post-credit scene is more Donkey Kong stuff because yeah. that's been the report slash rumors that the next thing up is going to be the Donkey Kong movie with Seth Rogan, and they already have like the Donkey Kong characters in the movie, so I think the post-credits is going to be a. Maybe a King K. rule reveal. Maybe it's a reveal of like um, like DK Isle or something along those lines. Okay. Maybe okay. get another a, okay. a deeper peek into the Donkey Kong side of things so that you can then use that to lead into the next uh, – the, to the Donkey Kong movie. That is what I think is going to happen. Two things I would like to happen. I want to see Yoshi. What's up with Yoshi? Is he not? Is he not been – we haven't seen I don't, we've Yoshi? We've not seen Yoshi. Okay. No. We've not okay. – you're wrong. Let me know. Let me make sure I'm right about that. But I don't believe we've seen Yoshi yet. So I think – having some kind of Yoshi reveal would be cool. Sure. Um, the other thing that I think we'll eventually get but I don't think we'll get in this one, maybe this is a Mario 2 thing, is a like a peek into space, like go into the Mario Galaxy side of things. I think Rosalina would be such a cool character oh, yeah, yeah. to introduce to the movie side, and I would love a Mario Galaxy movie, but that strikes me as a Mario 3 movie. That doesn't strike me as a, a an immediate sequel. You know, I think we might be a, a couple of movies away, but is this the thing you think about? Do you do you care no, about? No, but now I am, and
3: I like it a lot. So I, if Yoshi isn't in it, I, I think you're thinking small, and I'm thinking big, right? Mm-hmm. If Yoshi isn't in it, he is one thousand percent. If we don't know Yoshi's in it, if Yoshi hasn't been shown anything, I can't tell. Chats fucking me. So many chats no, like you are
0: saying that there have <laughs> been Yoshi like creatures
2: in the trailers, but uh-huh. the Yoshi is not, yo- has not been in any I think movie. that gotcha. I think that
3: if he isn't. In the movie proper, yeah, for sure, he's the post credit scene. That makes sense, or mm-hmm. whatever. A, a, a pop. Tony
2: said that Seth MacFarlane voices Yoshi, and for a second, I was like, "Did I miss the trailer?" That's fucking crazy. And but
3: I I was going big when you brought this up because I have not thought about this at all. And what I would mm-hmm. do is like, you know, everything was happily ended. Yay, congratulations, blah blah blah. And there. I don't know, fucking doing whatever, but you know what I mean? Like, something happens, right, and something gets sliced in the air, and, like, sh- sh- and it falls, and like, pff, and, like, what the... It's, like, all this quick mo- movement or whatever. Mm. And they're, like, what the hell was that? And they turn, and then it stands up, and it's, like... Oh, you know, just, but sick. it's just, it's like, silhouette, or it's just the Triforce or something like that, or maybe it's from behind,
2: and we just see the, the Hyrulean shield. <laughs> the pop, been. that would happen. The way that, like... Because I think I would be to split it off, and
3: now we're going to get a Zelda movie, right? They start really building yeah. off, like...
2: See, the Zelda one thing Kong, with this, Mario, Zelda, and this is why I would like to see them do a, a galaxy thing Is that I. I think they would want to keep those worlds separate, right? Because canonically, like, Don Kong and Mario are in, the, are, in, are in the same world. When you add Zelda into that same universe... Then I think it gets weird, but I think if you take well, this is just you know the crossover, right?
3: Because mm-hmm. now we're moving to the Smash Brothers movie. Yeah, we're already we're already running there. But I,
2: I think the way to do that would be to take it to Galaxy, right? And go, sure. hey, like if you if we go to Galaxy, we're already in space. Now it is a how many steps removed are we from Star Fox showing up or Captain Falcon showing up or Ness showing up? All these char- Kirby, all these characters. like most of the Smash Brothers characters in yeah. the original Smash Brothers roster are space bound in some way pokemon I, you know he's it, pikachu he's electric yeah, P- Pikachu is electric right and electricity comes from space Yep. um can't get to space without electricity P- pokemon i think you might would you would possibly leave out of a smash Bros. movie yeah, just because yeah. they're already doing their own thing but then i think the way you would bring zelda and link into it would be to have it be a time-based like in a you would have a Zelda movie and in that Link gets transported into time or through time yeah. because time is such a big factor in Zelda and then he just lands in the Mario world and he's like what the fuck is this how many years have I traveled sure. uh, in this case Link is talking and cursing um, <laughs> it's a gritty <laughs> reboot it's a gritty reboot
3: one of the mushroom people and hand. yeah exactly the Goombas Goombas that's yeah. I, I, was like, I know that really I can't fucking bring it out right now
2: but yeah I think that would be a fuck, fun way I'm to bring, such it, a fucking dad. <laughs> bring it all all together is yeah I think space would bring in all those other characters and then have link transport to time to bring it to to bring them all together i don't know why they haven't hit you up and they're like hey why don't you run the the nintendo cinematic universe i would love to be the kevin feige of of nintendo yeah nintendo cinematic universe holler at me miyamoto I can't believe y'all are forgetting Wario and Waluigi. Okay. we well, were talking about when? Oh, actually, no. That's a good point. Yeah. Like, I feel, that's like, a good point. I feel
3: like that's like a shoe in for like the end credit scene of like them robbing a bank. I don't know what the fuck they do.
2: Do you think <laughs> we, we finally get <laughs> straight up murdering somebody and they're torturing some kids they kidnapped? Is that when we finally get uh, Danny DeVito? Oh. Wow. Him playing Wario? Wow. Yeah. Well, I think right? I just pe- to wow. Pikachu,
3: just randomly. <laughs> just in the corner. <laughs>
2: hell yeah make it happen i'm all about this i can't wait to see what the post credits is i hope it's something good i hope it's not something whack like i don't know a goomba that got stomped early in the movie comes back and like now he's the nemesis system the nemesis system (laughs) (laughs) the famous nintendo nemesis system now it's time to squad i'll
3: stop you right there there's nothing i love more than the salty tears of pc players (laughs) <laughs> who just don't get it <laughs> i've been seeing it in the chat too i busted out i busted out uh, shout out oh shit i already took it away shout out to nathan right no uh oh uh victim is what a twitch.tv victim who busted out my pc rant and sent it over so i could just put it up right away mm-hmm. and like it's outright and there's immediately a tweet pushing the narrative that all pcs are garbage and not the narrative that sony slash naughty dog pushed a garbage port out too early make make it make sense I, call, I started off by calling you everybody, you dumb bitch. All right, this <laughs> is a real fucking statement. God, shouldn't you be uploading fucking EXEs or whatever the fuck you people do to play your games? Get out of here! Exactly. Actually, you people, know what? You're close <laughs> enough. You're yeah, like, yeah, yeah.
2: Uploading EXEs, sure. Why not? Uh, time to squat up. Of course, you can write in. Kind of funny to KFTD. While you're obviously joking around, stuff like this is legitimately why I search for
3: PC gaming. Okay, that's fair. I thought it was a different way. I thought you were really
2: good that. Uh Ruben writes in. And says, I'm looking for some KFBFs to play some Call of Duty and or Fortnite with. Uh, no build mode, please. I hate playing with randoms with no mics and would love to have a consistent group to play with. I'm on the East Coast and would say that I'm usually free on the weekends and Monday Wednesday nights. If you want to play uh, some Fortnite and or Call of Duty with Ruben, you can add Ruben on PlayStation with the username SleeperTechDub. That is Sleeper, T-E-C-H, Dub, D-U-B. He'll play Fortnite. Play some of them shooting games. Have some fun. Uh, now it's time for California.com slash You're Wrong where you write in. Let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong so you can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe. globe, 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 globe. Oh, blah, blah, blah. oh yeah, Samuel writes in and says, The lastest part one is by far the worst PC port uh, PlayStation Studios has launched. Others like Horizon and Sackboy had some issues but nothing to the scale. Appreciate it. Um, even though Nano writes it and says, Iron Galaxy also botched the Uncharted collection PC port. So I don't know. I don't know who to believe anymore.
3: Again, this is where it gets into, like, what does botched actually means, right? Like, for some one PC person, it didn't do the right thing, and this one did whatever, and yada, yada, yada.
2: Nano says, if people tweet you the receipt, how can they be sure that the... I go- said,
3: don't tweet me the receipt. There you go. I said, hit me up, and then we'll take it off. Do not just buy the thing and tweet at me.
2: Uh, oh, Cameron Kennedy, just a heads up, uh, Saints Row was sold with additions that included an expansion pass, so they've been on the hook for releasing these DLC. Ooh, that's, ooh, that's great, that's great, yeah, Greg. Yeah, yeah. The audio listeners, Greg just showed me a tweet that he's about to... Are you going to put that out? Yeah. Hell yeah. I <laughs> approve. <laughs> uh, Portland Kevin says, breaking news, PlayStation Plus Essential free games for April have been revealed. Sackboy, Meteor Maker, and Tales of Iron... Portland, Kevin, do you listen to the show? No. Do you listen to the show? Everybody who is in the live chat likes to be the smartest
3: motherfucker on the planet, so they won't even let you finish the show. You know what I mean? They're like, you're a new story, too, and they're like, all right, they are like "Oh, they have not done latest releases yet. They've missed Meet Your Maker. A lot of people need to find Jesus and take a long think, all right? I'm Greg Miller. I'm giving you permission, everybody, right now to go home from work, to call out of work, to not go to school. Just go into your bathroom, <laughs> Draw a nice no. bath. No, it's not, not going to be bad. Okay, it's okay. not going to be bad. All Turn right. off the lights, light a candle, sit there, and just think about your fucking life, all right? Think about
0: everything you do.
3: <laughs> you thought I was going to be like,
2: murder yourself? You get a toaster? I'm
1: yeah, not going to go that far. I,
2: I thought that was the direction you're going. I was like, no. <laughs> Please, no. I like this career. You're like, you gone too far, Greg. This is too far. Um, and then Kebab says in the Pokemon anime is explained that all Pokemon came to Earth from space inside an Android Okay, Kebab's you're going too far alright the reason I don't think you're going to see Pokemon is because Pokemon Company they have, they have detect, Detective Pikachu and their own shit going on I don't think it's the fact that they know Detective <laughs> Pikachu's got his own shit alright he can't show yeah he's got to solve a murder um, that's it for kind slash of you're wrong I'm deleting them Done. they're out tomorrow's hosts for Kind of Funny Games Daily are going to be me and Greg on Friday you're going you're gonna to get Greg, and me. Everybody's already gone to WrestleMania or be sick, so that's what it is. Hell yeah. Uh, if you're watching this live right now, after this is Warzone with Mike, Nick, and some special guests. If you want to catch that stream later, you can, of course, subscribe to YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Remember, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and a weekday live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. Until next time, game daily.